The title of the message is The Love Connection. The Love Connection. Are you ready to go deeper? There is a divine connection between the soul of a person, of a Christian, of a born-again Christian, and heaven. A divine connection of love. Of love. God's love is beyond comprehension. God's love is beyond human emotions. Obviously. Because God is love. How often when people experience the love of God that they can't describe it. I've never felt anything like it. I can't, I can't describe it. Ephesians 3.17 says that you being rooted and grounded in love. You know the thing that characterizes Christianity, what Christianity is about, is love. It's love. When the Holy Spirit is poured out in revival, people experience the love of God. It's the love of God that will expose your sin. It's the love of God that will convict you of sin. It's the love of God that will save you. It's the love of God that will heal you. It's the love of God that will deliver you. It's the love of God that will provide for you. It's the love of God that will open the scriptures to you, that will bring revelation to the, of the word of God to your heart. It's the love of God that reconciles us to others. Christianity is about love. It's about love. And sometimes people get so caught up in their doctrinal beliefs, in being right, in what they know about the Bible, they, that they forget that it's about love. And they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Amen. We need a divine connection of love. So being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the knowledge of God, with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> that if you would comprehend this divine connection of love, then you could be filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The love of God is available to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not die but have eternal life. God began the love journey. It began with him. He so loved us that he sent his son to die, suffer, miserable death, shame on the cross. That we could be adopted as sons and daughters of God. It's called the gospel. It's a gospel of love. God wants to have a love connection. A love connection with you. He doesn't want prodigal sons out there 
in the wilderness. He loves them, he's waiting for them, but there's no connection. But when people repent, they come to Christ, then he celebrates, throws a party, rejoices, let us be merry. And they started dancing, hallelujah. You can dance in church, amen. Praise God. The connection between you and God is a connection of love is a connection of love. And where does this connection happen? It's not in your brain, it's in your heart. Your heart is the place that connects with God. Hallelujah. As you put your faith in Jesus Christ, what happens is there's a love connection. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, his healing love flows. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, he forgives sin. Amen? Amen? Your heart is supposed to be the home, John 14, 22, the home of God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. A place of love. And what destroys that connection? Unforgiveness, hatred, resentment, grudges, a refusal to let go of what someone did to you. Your heart is meant to be a place of love. But if you make it a place of unforgiveness, you disconnect yourself. From the love of God. This connection of love comes by faith. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. So the enemy, you know who the enemy is? Turn to your neighbor and say, do you know you have an enemy? The enemy uses your problems to try to cause you to doubt his love. Love flows through faith. He wants to disconnect you, separate you from the love of God through doubt, unbelief. Sin, resentment. He'll use anything to try to separate you. But we know that there's nothing in this entire universe. Angel, principalities, power, sickness, tribulation, distress, whatever, that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. But you're in a spiritual battle. Satan is using, always uses the natural, the pain that you suffer, the cancer, whatever it is, the rebellious teenager, the autistic child, the drunkard husband, whatever it is to try to tell you that God doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. He's a liar. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, he's a liar. He is a filthy liar. The truth is that God loves you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the truth is that God loves you. Jesus said in John 16, 27, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed. Everyone say believed. That I came forth from God. The Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. So there you have the faith connection. Because you have believed that I've come forth from God, the Father loves you. Amen. You see, faith is the grace that God honours the most. As you put your faith in him, he manifests his love towards you. Amen. So love begins with God. Ephesians 2.4 But God who is rich in mercy. Did you know he's rich in mercy? So many people blame God for their problems. Jesus Christ died on the cross so you wouldn't have them. So God who is rich in mercy because of his great love. Everyone say great love. I want to emphasize this. The devil will use whatever he can to diminish your concept of the greatness of his love. Because of his great love with which he loved us. Let, let me tell a little bit of my own story. When I, when I had stage four cancer, people asked me, well, why didn't you give up on God? And I'm like, why would I do that? If I gave up on God, I wouldn't have anything. You know, Satan tries to use stuff to separate us from the love of God. If you've got a problem, press in to God. Press in to his word. A serious searching and seeking of God. Nothing can separate you from his love. You can be sick and a friend of God. You can be tormented and a friend of God. Amen. God was rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, made us alive together with Christ. God initiates the love process. Amen. Even when you're a sinner, God loves you. Hallelujah. I remember I was in uh, Queenbian, and uh, there was a man sitting up the back, and he had uh, drunk himself with alcohol uh, unconscious the night before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, so the Holy Spirit locates him. And so he comes up the front and, um, and he's feeling really convicted because he knows that God has called him to minister and yet he was drunk silly the night before. So he calls him up, the Lord calls him up and, you know, God will see past your problem. Calls him up and, I said, and the Lord said to me, have him pray for people in the line. So let him come with you, and he won't pray out loud, but just he can accompany you. Uh, and, and man, the conviction got worse and worse and worse as he's going along the line, you know. Praise God. Do you know God delivered him? Set him free? Hallelujah. I saw him about a year later, free of alcohol. Praise God. On fire for the Lord. 
His little daughter came to another meeting. They were travelling in an RV and his daughter had a flattened skull at the back, a deformity, born with a deformity. And uh, the Lord grew the skull out. You can watch it on YouTube. And um, he's an awesome God. Praise God. So even when you're dead in sin, you're an alcoholic, you're a drug addict, you're in fornication, you're in adultery, God can redeem you. That's his love. You see, the church wants to point the finger. Condemn, accuse. That's the work of the enemy. How great is his love? How great is his love? He's an awesome God. The fact that God loves you doesn't mean that you can compromise your standards. He's a righteous God. He's a loving God. Amen. But he's the father of the prodigal. So you're dead in trespasses. He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He makes us to sit together in the heavenly places, us who were dead in our sin. That's God's love. Hallelujah. You know, don't let the devil put shame on your life. If God wants to exalt you into the heavenly places, don't let a sense of condemnation and shame and guilt hold you back. As my daughter Sarah said, you can go there by the blood. You can go there by the blood. You don't go there by your good works. You go there because his love is so great that he will forgive you by grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he's going to put you in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Remember that word? In Christ Jesus. You can't get there without him. That in the ages to come, what is he going to do? What's this loving God going to do? When you get to heaven, in the ages to come, what is he going to do? That he might show the exceeding, everyone say exceeding, riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. What is he going to do for the ages to come? He's going to show you how much he loves you. Wow. Ever thought about that? When you get to, get, get to heaven, he's going to take eternity to show how much he loves you. Wow. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you know how much he loves you? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, everyone say all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Amen. 
For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So as I'm, as I'm speaking, um, I'm in a vision. I can see someone you're probably watching on YouTube, you're listening to this, and you are dying of cancer. You're, you're in your last stages of cancer. And I want to tell you, God loves you. And he's going to take all eternity to show you how much he loves you. Amen. And it won't be long, and you'll be there. Eternity is yours. Nothing can separate us from his love. Jesus said in John 13, 33, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Christianity is about love. So right now, if you hold unforgiveness, you have separated, you've disconnected yourself from the love connection in your heart. How can you read your Bible while you have unforgiveness, you've separated yourself from the love connection. God still loves you, but he wants your heart to be his house of love. Amen. Right now, forgive. You cannot hold a grudge and know in your heart, have the love of God abide in your heart and hold a grudge and resentment. It's not worth it. If you don't forgive your brother, Neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. When you hold unforgiveness, you deny the blood of Jesus Christ. For the blood was shed to forgive. Amen. A new commandment. Where are we? A new commandment I give to you that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. Praise God. There's some people sitting here, someone sitting here, and you, you haven't spoken to family members, to a brother for years. If you have the opportunity, if it's possible, reconcile. Show yourself to be a Christian. Hallelujah. You know, this love comes by the Holy Spirit. So often religion, it's so destructive. People embrace religion and reject the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that brings love. Romans 5.5 5, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. Religious people don't like the baptism in the Holy Spirit because when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you get baptized in love. When you get baptized in love, you get free. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So often when people get baptized in the Holy Spirit, they get delivered too. All the hatred and the unforgiveness that the evil spirits bring. Romans 15.30, Paul calls the Holy Spirit. He says, and through the love of the Spirit, through the love of the Spirit. There's this divine connection you can have in your heart of love. Amen? Of love. 
Praise God. You know, uh, I was sitting in a Bill Sabritsky meeting. I was probably in my 20s, which is uh, just a few years ago. Um, praise God. And um, anyone remember Bill Sabritsky? Yeah, a few of you. A wonderful man of God who passed away. He was my father and the Lord. And uh, so, so Bill comes up to a man and, and the man, he, I think he falls on the ground and he's, he's getting delivered, you know. And, and the gentleman sitting behind me said, he shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he shouldn't have done that. Hallelujah. Religious people, they don't like you getting delivered. <laughs> the guy was saying, you shouldn't have done that. It was probably an evil spirit speaking through him. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus is real. Hallelujah. Some of you need to know Jesus is real. He heals, he does miracles, he delivers, he's real. Well, what an awesome testimony we had of the man with uh, short-term memory loss, healed. He's real. And you can have a relationship with him. It's not a religious one. It's a love relationship. You can have a love relationship with Jesus Christ. In this love relationship, Jesus promised that he would manifest himself to us. John 14, 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them... It is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. It's all about love. The gospel's all about love. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, religious people, they look when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ is manifesting in people and go, oh, 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 oh. no order here. No order here. <laughs> There's no order. It's God's love being poured out. Hallelujah. Someone say amen. amen. Abiding in God's love, your heart being the constant home of God's love comes through a total yielding to Jesus Christ. A total yielding to Jesus Christ. If you grieve the Holy Spirit by flaunting the word of God, by ignoring the word of God, you say, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, he deserves this, you know, and all that sort of stuff. How can the love of God abide in your heart? John 15, 9, as the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments... You will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus did everything the Father told him to say. Jesus did everything the Father told him to do. Jesus said everything the Father told him to say. He said, my doctrine is not my own. He just followed exactly what the Father, perfectly followed the Father. And he perfectly experienced the love of God. And he's a model to us. That if we will follow Jesus Christ, yield our lives to him, do what he says, go where he says, that the love of God will be manifest in our lives and his love will abide in us. Amen. Amen. Praise God.
What does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, you've got to understand, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are born from above. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a traveler passing through this land of earth. You are a foreigner and an alien here. You belong to heaven. You are a child, a son, a daughter of God. You are a follower of Jesus Christ. You have put your life in alignment with Jesus Christ. You have put your, your life in alignment with the word of God. So other people in this world may not understand. They may think you're crazy because you're not like everyone else. People are like, well, we do this. We, we watch these filthy movies. We, we get drunk at parties. We listen to rock music. We gossip. We do all this stuff, but you're different. And we don't want to invite you to our parties because you're different. You make us all feel uncomfortable. Hallelujah. Because you are light in darkness. You've been set on a hill. And you get rejected. And you're misunderstood. That's what it means to follow Jesus. You're following someone who's invisible to the world. But manifest to us. Hallelujah. You're, you're following a different drumbeat. Hallelujah. In him we live and move and have our being. And so the love of God is manifest in us because we are obeying his commandments. You can't say that you are, that you are in the love of God. Yes, God loves you, but the love connection is not there if you have your own idea of what morality is. If you say, well, that doesn't apply to me. That's in the Bible, but, you know, I'm different, you know. Shall we go deeper? Part of the problem with Christians is they hear voices and they call them God's voice. Well, God led me to this nice young man and, you know, he led us to be together. We're living together. You're in fornication. You're in sin. And you're disconnected from the love of God. You need to repent. So many people are hearing voices. This is the word of God. He doesn't change for any thoughts in your head. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of God is his standard. Praise God. If you, if you put your life in alignment with the word, then he promises that his love will abide in you. And his love is beyond understanding. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's just let's close our eyes for a moment. God loves you with a, such a love that you could not comprehend it. And he wants to show you his love throughout all eternity, his great kindness that he has for you. But if you hold unforgiveness, if... You are stubborn in your sin. You've disconnected yourself from his love. So tonight, 
come back to the father like the prodigal who came back and repents say Lord forgive me so right now whatever is your sin ask God to forgive you Bible says confess your sins one to another that you may be healed God wants to heal you but he'd rather he'd, he as much as he wants to heal you he wants his love to abide in your heart and it only happens through faith and repentance from sin so right now if you if there's sexual sin in your life if there's pornography if you've done uh, anything to do with darkness yoga acupuncture new age horoscopes hypnosis astral traveling had your palms red had your eyes red all this type of thing you need to ask his forgiveness if you've been to some a naturopath who's used energies to heal you you need to ask for forgiveness these are things that you may not have realized a part of the kingdom of darkness if you've gone to a psychic if you've gone and had your fortune told it's a way of receiving evil spirits thank you Lord just repent if your heart is not right towards other people repent if your life is not in alignment with the word of God repent just tell God right now the Father God Lord I'm sorry forgive me tell him what you're sorry about thank you Lord now everyone say Lord Jesus forgive me sanctify me cleanse my heart with the blood of Jesus that it may be the home of divine love where you dwell where the Father dwells where the Holy Spirit overflows me with the love of God Jesus come in your glory I give you my life I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ a son a daughter of God the Father I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior amen amen Do you know go and tell someone if you've you've said that prayer for the first time if you're watching on YouTube and you said that prayer for the first time tell someone that you're a follower of Jesus Christ amen praise God praise God someone say praise God amen I'm, I'm looking in the spirit and there's someone something has happened after you prayed the Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed your heart I see the glory of God in your heart he has taken you from your sin and put you in his righteousness whoever you are welcome to the kingdom of light Jesus Christ is your Savior God is your father amen